Check, check, one, two, one, two. Check, check. In the place to be, it's the needle to the groove. And I'm back again. Man, this one right here is so special to me. Look, man, I can tell stories all day. And we, we can get into it, but listen. I always tell this story to everybody, man, that I meet. I started rapping, right? And, um... Like, I was a lyrical miracle rap, you know, I was super underground, blah, blah, blah. And um, I remember buying this 12-inch, because I, I was a big fan of Most and Qua. And I remember buying this 12-inch. And um, on the flip side, it had a brown skin lady, right? And I was like, man, if I ever made a girl song, man, I'll rhyme over this beat called Brown Skin Lady, blah, blah, blah. Not knowing, you know... Uh, a Columbus native made it. So, <laughs> you know, um, a couple days later, a couple weeks later, something like that, uh, my man Rashad was like, yo, we gonna go over J. Ross' crib. And I'm like, I know that name. I didn't know him at the time. And I'm like, I know that name. And he like, yeah, man, we gonna go over there. And I'm like, did he make brown skin lady? He was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? You know him? He was like, yeah, you live on the east side, bro. <laughs> uh, east side, you so, so that was my introduction to meeting this man. And over the years, we uh, formed a friendship and a, and a brotherhood, man. Um, I, I could talk about his production. I could talk oh, about man. Um, oh, man. being a doctor. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. I mean, all the accomplishments, man, but I just know him as Jay Rawls. Uh, so thank you, brother, for coming to Needle to the Groove. Hey, man, proud to be here. Happy to be rocking oh, with you, man. man. What's new, man? What's cracking? I can't complain at all, man. Uh, you know, I, I, like I tell everybody, and we talked about a little bit off mic, uh, DJs over rappers, man. I think okay. it's, uh, I, okay. I want to salute the DJs and, um, this is my platform to do that. So Dope. needle to the groove, man. Um, what's crazy though is like he is a teacher, yeah. and he and, and he definitely uh, teaches my niece. Yeah, <laughs> <who> just left. <laughs> and that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> yep. Shout out to KK, man. Um, you know I can run down your accolades, man, but I think the people that listen to this gonna know, man. But I want to jump into this. Um, we know you're a producer. We know that you MC. A um, little bit, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, but why DJing? Yo, real talk, man. So, you know, DJing is, of course, to me, that's the main element. You know, as I, I, as I taught your, your niece and, and everybody I teach in my class about uh, hip-hop history is... It all started with the DJ. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the way it is. And so I need everybody to understand that. So um, DJing for me, man, I think is a natural, uh, uh, I think it's a natural progression for all of us, man. Honestly, that right. that get into the culture. So definitely for producers. You know, I started out in the culture as a, as a beatboxer. Word? I started out beatboxing first. <laughs> I was the beatboxer for our crew, man. So you really lived all the elements. I, I, everyone except for Graf. All of them except for Graf, man. And I, um, um, you know, I started out beatboxing, then went to rhyming, and then just in my dad's crates, finding samples, and me and my, my partner, Buka, who was our group DJ. Shout out to Buka. Yeah. And Buka's still nice. Yeah, Buka's definitely nice. Buka be still DJing, and mm -hmm. he's like the dig the dig cane. Yeah, bro. Yeah, if you follow him on IG, I man, I'll be like, what the? Mm -hmm. He be finding stuff. I'm like, man, quit it. I'm getting jealous. 
But um, so you know, me and him, um, you know, he was he was DJing, and I was just watching him, learning from him. You know, we and, and I started really making the beats. So I didn't have to DJ because Book was there. Okay. And then when Book wasn't available and wasn't there, then it put me in a position. I, I remember being in Cincinnati in '95, and I was like, you know what? I gotta start. I gotta. I gotta DJ. So I just basically. Uh, I got tables. I mean, I already had. I had one table because I was sampling. Yeah, yeah. Here. So I went and got another one and just started practicing and learning and practicing and learning. And mainly because I had to end up um, DJing for my for my group for Lone Catalyst, and and that's really where it came from. Like I had to DJ on the road, so I had to learn. I kind of got thrown in. Like, oh snap! Here we go! I gotta do it. And so I started DJing, and then. Just, just started. Uh, you know, I got a little better. I'm not gonna say like all the DJs you've had on this podcast are incredible, incredibly dope DJs, and they practice 24 seven. Yeah, they get it in. 35 eight, like them <laughs> dudes don't stop, and I don't get to do that because I'm teaching or I'm making beats, so yeah. I don't get to practice as much. So that's why you know you'll never even say, "Yo, I'm DJ J Ross, and I'm the greatest." No, I'm not that. I'm, but I can, I can handle it. I can, I can make things happen, and so. That's how it started for me. Like just like it started as a necessity, as a need. And but I also think, like I said earlier, it's a natural progression, man. If you see a lot of MCs start DJing, facts. And I was gonna ask you about right? that. Um, but I do, and I've asked this question uh, to most of the DJs that's been on here. Do you feel like a producer makes a better DJ? Do you? Cause you you can you can think of like Premier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can think of Just Blaze. You can think of Many Fresh. You can think of, um, uh, I mean, damn near all, like. Do you feel I, like that? I, w- I would say probably maybe in most cases yes, only because the producer came from that that world of you know you kind of gotta control the beats and everything when you when you chopping and when you making beats so you kind of just start hearing it like that but the MC the MC is, can there's some dope MC DJs do you know what I'm saying like they hear it a little differently um and they know how to rock crowds I'll say yeah, that as well yeah, that's yeah, what an yeah. MC's job is to move the crowd so you know I, I don't I don't know man I guess I'll say you know the producers because I'm a little biased. <laughs> Ain't <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Just a little, but I give MCs they props, man. But it, I think it's a natural progression. How how did you develop your your style though? Your your DJ style. So my DJ style is more so it's um, I play what feels good. That, that's you know, and that's why like I, I used to DJ in in the city in Columbus, man. I used to have to do the clubs and. And ABC and one two three and that, <laughs> that just didn't work for me, man. It, it's for me, it's very difficult to DJ and play all that stuff that everybody wants to hear. Yeah, and you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And so I stopped. I only DJ what I want to DJ because I'm spinning stuff. Like my whole goal is to make you pull out Shazam and be like, "What, what <laughs> the hell is what this? Is I need to know what he's playing." Like that's. The goal, like if I'm DJing and, and and nobody pull out the Shazam, I ain't do my job. My job as a DJ is to introduce you to something you haven't heard before. That's what the DJ should be doing, breaking records. I I, I absolutely agree. With a you know we call you international. Um, you don't spin. I mean South America. Yeah, I've been blessed everywhere. Yeah. Like what? 
how is it described to us that never been to a club in say South America like yeah. spinning spinning like music from Brazil and all that like so I mean real real talk I mean yeah I've been to Iceland I've been to Japan I've, I've been blessed right um, they love hip hop man that, and that's the bottom line so anything that's hip hop ish works and so when you start spending breaks and things like that mm. that's kind of like what would take them over the edge and then um and so that became my style and they started calling me international j probably here in columbus like rich mm. nice and all yeah. that probably <laughs> because i was also spinning records that wasn't um quite common for yeah them. you know what i'm saying and i and that, that became my, my style a little bit because i was getting into and i'm that's mainly what i listen to now is like brazilian music Brazilian or house. Now I'm in the house. Oh yeah, I'm shout a, out I, to D Boogie. Oh my god, y'all, Boog been giving me lessons too, man. And oh, but um, yo, but that's what I've been. I've been kind of gravitating towards. Just that's the thing for me, man. Exploring and learning new types of music. Yeah, I always feel like DJing to me reminds me of like a tennis player, right? Mm. Because you're, you know, a tennis player is basically on the court playing against. A person, but the crowd. Yeah, okay. And I feel like a DJ is on the stage, and it's the crowd, it's the and crowd, like yeah. it's you versus the music, and right, what right. and how and how you're gonna deliver that. Like, yeah. How do do you spin for like the women though? Do you think about the women when you spin in, or because I know a lot of yeah. DJs like, oh, you got to get the women you going, do. and that's a, that's a very real point. You do. Um, it depends on what I'm doing, man. If I'm somewhere where I need to make people dance, then yes, you're going to go for the women. Because if the women are dancing, everybody else will come to the floor. Even yeah. women. Even other women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's just how that works. That's just like if you're going to promote a party, you don't need to give flyers to dudes. You give the flyers to the ladies. <laughs> I don't look at a guy. If I'm giving a flyer, I, don't, I never give them to a guy. I give them to all girls. That's a joke. Because if, if the girls come, what the fellas going to yeah, do? Yeah, they going to show up. They come. We're going to show up. They're going to show up. So that's how we do it. So, when when you're when you're DJing, like say, um, do you focus on the blends and the mixes more than anything? Like more than the scratching? Like yeah. how important is the blend and the mixes to you? Um, the blends and the mixes are the the most important because you want to keep the feeling. Um, I'm not the best scratcher, so I definitely never finish on that. That's not. I leave that to like Prime and all them that. Yeah, them that's dads. crazy. They, they, yeah, crazy. They be precision. They be like, you know, they got like geometric scratchings and stuff. I, I don't do that, man. I uh, I focus on the blends. But for me, man, it's really playing the right joint. Um, and that's what I really focus on. Like, uh, if you watch my Twitch show yep. uh, on Sunday nights at six, <laughs> you uh, go you know, crazy. I, I try to play stuff that's like, yo, what is this? Like, that's the whole thing. And so it's about blending, bringing in the blend, or playing that, dropping that right song at the right time. What I what I love with your Twitch and just watching you. You can feel how much you love the music. <laughs> like you, you got when, when, you, when, you, when you throw your hoodie on, and, and, and you like you really, you really show the fun, fun with DJ, and it, and it inspires me, and it inspires. I'm sure everybody else that knows you, like. But um, do you feel like you have to love the music to be a good DJ? Like the, a good DJ, DJ yeah. 
Um, it helps, but I, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I think so, man, because every DJ I'm thinking in my head, like every DJ I know, like even not just the ones here in Columbus, the dope DJs here, man, but like the ones I know around the world, like Redmatic and, and yeah. Scratch Bastard and, and Melo D and J-Rock and all these cats that I know, they love the music. Yeah. So I think, yeah, now that I think about it, I think you're right, man. You got to love the music because that's what makes you... That's what motivates you to get on them tables and do that. Yeah, because, you know, certain people would say, oh, y'all underground, y'all backpack, Mm y'all. But those records, like, you can't play all those records in the club at all one time. So you got to be, like, you got to open your mind and be worldly. Mm -hmm. And here's, like, all right, I'm I'm going to show y'all I can do a different lane. Yeah. Now, you talked about uh, Buka digging earlier. Yeah. What is your digging process when it comes to... Ah. Um, okay, well, first of all, I dig weekly. Like you don't, you don't <laughs> not go to a record store like every week. If you don't, if you miss, you kind of like I start scratching. Yeah, yeah. Say something ain't right. So I dig weekly. Um, the thing about Buka, Buka digs like every couple days. Like he's a little, he's way <laughs> past me. But I at least go once a week, man, because we got tons of stores here in Columbus. And so if I'm out of town, I definitely dig wherever I go. That's a must. Like when I go out of town, the priority is the digging, and then everything else is second. Okay. Real talk. Like cats look at me like I'm strange, but like so we'll have a, a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet of all the record stores, <laughs> we're going to hit. Yeah, and, and we time it out, and we hit each record store. So we're gonna be like, say for instance, we'll be in LA uh, for four days. Then you know we'll do like West Side one day, East Side we'll do Long Beach one day. We'll do, uh, you know, uh, Downey and, and the Inland Empire, do all that one day. Like, we we plan it out. Like, that's, that's how serious it is. Right. So you ask my process. My process is to go digging anywhere I go. Um, when, we're, when you're digging, what you're looking for is, um, I like looking for obscure stuff. So what I'm into now is, like, dollar records. I'm not spending a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Dollar bands go crazy. Yeah. And, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm also looking for, uh, I'm looking at labels. I'm looking at like who played like personnel who played the drums on this, who played the sax on it. Like I'm looking for things like that, and then also the year. The year is important. Yeah, my my um, my process of digging um, is definitely dollar bin. Maybe I spend I'll spend a little bit of money if I if I really want the record, but um, I never buy nothing past 1988 because that was the year the CDs really became popular. Mm-hmm. So that, in my mind, like, if I want that, I can get that on CD Got and it. move Got forward. It. But everything from 88 down, I'll, I'll buy. Um, what's your favorite record store? And where? Period? Period. World? Period. In the world. That's <laughs> one that you just like. Uh, there's a, I, there's too many, man. Uh, there's one in Brazil I can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, Wax, like Waxwell in Amsterdam is probably one of my favorites ever. Um, uh, Record Jungle in LA, um, Academy in Brooklyn is definitely one. Use Kids here, yeah, Spoon, I love Spoonful kids. here. Just like it depends. Like each record store in Columbus has a different thing Feel. that I'm looking for. Yeah. Now I mean like genre. So I know what when I'm looking if I'm looking for like some rock drums, yeah. then I know which stores I'm ahead. And I ain't about to say more here because y'all got me. <laughs> but if I'm, if I'm looking for soul, I know which store I need to go to. If I'm looking for country, if I'm looking for um, you know whatever I'm looking for, I know which store to go to, and that's how I, that's how I validate each store. What's the most you ever spent on a one one record? record? Um, probably um, 
impeach the president, 45. Ooh, uh, and I think I spent a buck, buck 25 for it. I spent 125. And I would have spent buck 50, whatever. Um, and I do have my limits. I got a couple. Because what I'm doing is, shout out to Break Beat Lou, but I'm collecting every Ultimate Breaks and Beats record, the original. And oh, I got OG them all. Versus. Yeah, I got them all, except for a couple of them. But they want this uh, this one store in France wants like three hundred, and I just can't I can't go three hundred. I just can't do that. But come down to maybe two, one eighty, I'll do it. But yeah, man. So that's kind of where I am with it, man. Just um, I'll spend it if because I collect some things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, some things I collect, so I'll spend it. Do you remember the first time you ever DJ out in public? Yes, like no, no or, clue. Um, rocking, rocking. <laughs> probably somewhere in Europe, to be really honest. For real? You. Yeah, because like I said, it it got really it intense, like doing shows um, and DJing. So I had to really crash course and learn, and I was probably fucking up. <laughs> so, so paint the picture for me. You you had a you produced the song. Yeah. You probably had that ad lib. Yep. So <laughs> the so, lyrics of when they uh, Sans was rapping. Yeah. And then you had the DJ. On yeah. One time. Yeah. And I had to learn, and that was some learning because I'm concentrating on the next song, so I'd have to get the next rap. And this is vinyl. There is no Serato. Yeah. There is no computer. So every city we're going to, I'm carrying a box of records. Not anybody else. Me, yeah, and I'm the main DJ, so I'm like carrying all the records. Everybody else is chilling, they got their weed. I got my records. I'm like, yo, <laughs> y'all, this is a little bit lighter than mine, yeah, like, bro, this is heavy. This is heavy, <laughs> and so, so I was happy when Serato came, I was not mad, but yeah, yeah. so I wanted to build on that, yeah. like, because I know you're an analog guy mm-hmm. at heart, yeah, of but course. how did you feel about Serato? I was totally against it, I was totally against it, and then I talked to the beat junkies. Rhett Matted, J-Rock, uh, J-Rock, uh, Babu, Melody, all of them, Shortcut, they looked at me like, bro, you better get with this. Yeah. Like, we ain't carrying crates no more. And I was like, uh, and I said, well, if the B-Junkie says it's okay, <laughs> I'm great. So I brought it here to the usual suspects and Rich and everybody and King 7, shout out to King 7, oh, I love that dude. Guy, man. But they was all like, man, records, man, vinyl, man, we ain't doing that junk. And then I was the only one with a computer, and Cat started looking at me like, "What'd you say that was again?" Nope. Okay, <laughs> it's, so it's, it's the same thing that happened with the um, with the uh, phase. Oh yeah, phase, oh yeah, Because yeah, Cat was looking at me like, "No," but I got that from the beat junkie. They was like, "Bruh." First person I seen with that was Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and I was Jeff like, probably was the first one that they yeah, gave it to. Yeah, it was one of the early ones. But the junkies had it, and every one of them was like, "Yeah, bruh." Big yeah. junkie approved. I was like, all right. <laughs> because needles are so difficult and they, they wear out and you got to keep replacing them. Like, yeah. man. And the only time I use needles is if I'm spending vinyl. <laughs> Where, um, you had mentioned uh, 45s earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, when you dig, do you, do you have your 45 stash? Like, I got to get my 45s. Like, I am not, man. I, I, don't have, I don't have the patience. <laughs> I don't have the patience for 45, man. I, I say it all the time. I be looking at these dudes dig, man, and they can just sit there for hours going through 45s. I can't do it. You you dig it for hours to get one song. Yeah. That's rough. So um, I what I do when I dig for 45s, that's a separate day of digging. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if I know, okay, <laughs> I want to the mission is 45. I'm gonna go get forty five. So I just go and only look for forty fives, and so I spend my three four hours only at forty fives, and so that makes it a little bit easier in my head to break down. Where? Yeah. So what is your favorite genre to spin? Oh, that's easy. Like it's what I'm on now. Um, like the Brazilian, the Brazilian house, um, house music. Uh, up tempo that that's my favorite right now that's where i am right now where love it yeah love it. um you you mentioned twitch earlier mm-hmm. how do you feel about like dj's like especially since the pandemic like really getting busy and having that outlet like before like you had to go to a club right. or you know what i'm saying you make a right. mixtape like right, right, to get right. it out but now I we can watch you. Like, I can literally turn my TV on and watch. just... I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I think it's the best thing for DJs right now. Because, I mean, I've met DJs from all over the world that are dope that I never would have saw if if Twitch hadn't happened. Where? Yeah, man. So, I I, it, I think it's the greatest thing ever. Now, did you did you ever have, like, aspirations to to be on a radio as a DJ or um there was a time I wanted to, to, to be on the radio man but um and and Sean Anthony shout out Sean Anthony shout out to OG Sean, Sean Anthony gave me a, he gave me a little a, a couple chances I, I DJed on the radio here a couple times but what I realized was I couldn't play what I wanted to play mm. so it's kind of like the clubs I was like I'm cool so I, I I'm good you know unless I get a radio show where I can play some hip hop <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm cool. Now, how do you feel like, um, do you feel like there's like different uh, titles with, with coming with DJing? Like, oh, he's a, he's a battle DJ or he's just a club rocker or he's just not a blend. He don't know. Yeah, yeah, do you, yeah. do, do you judge, do you judge those people or do you just like, ah. Personally, I don't. Um, but I know everything has labels, man. I learned that doing this industry. Like, I, you know, the, my first label was Underground Backpacker or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, I just make hip hop. I, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, you know, my new, I just released a new single, man. Yes, you did. Yes, and, you and did. Cat, Daydreaming. Yeah. And Cats <laughs> is saying, oh, that's lo-fi and this and that. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, I, that's just boom bap hip hop to me. But okay. So that's where I'm getting put. And, and I'm getting on like Spotify playlists for the lo-fi and they got like a million three million spins and I'm like what the heck I've never even heard of lo-fi hip-hop it's the lo-fi <laughs> so I guess what it is, is is like people use it to study to and it's just boom bap instrumental hip-hop mm. it's crazy yeah I listen to Daydreaming today and I, I mean it's, it's definitely as the kids would say it's a vibe mm. you know what I'm saying um, are you that are you that that DJ slash producer that if you're out and about and the DJ is playing, mm-hmm. can you enjoy yourself or you're like... Sometimes. It just depends, man. <laughs> I, it, it depends. Like, if I'm out and about and they playing some stuff and it's got me, like, pulling out my Shazam, then I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. Because for me, that's what a DJ should be doing. In my mind, man. Play something that I... I hit me to something. Like, get me excited about the music. Like... I don't need to hear the songs that's on the radio, the songs that everybody knows, you know, your your average Drake song. Like, I just, I don't need to hear that. It's, everybody knows it. Like, give me something yeah. I ain't never heard before. For sure. Do you, do you ever feel like, um, do you ever feel like you get pigeonholed? All the time. Yeah, of course. That's part of anything that you do, you're going to get pigeonholed uh, because of the labels. 
So yeah, I'm sure I do, but it don't bother me, man. I just I I do it for fun. I do it because I love it. Yeah, and, and, and like you know, we said earlier, always go back to the love of the music. Yeah. Um. I noticed that you're when you on your streams, your call and response. Even though people are watching digitally, you still do call and response. Yeah. Like, where did that? come from like that's a part of DJing man that that's something I learned early man being on stage and that's you know that's something from the, the pioneers man that goes back to Hollywood and 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 uh, you know cool hurt and Kirk uh, Coke Rock you know cats like you gotta involve the crowd that's part of the fun so I always talk to the crowd get them get them pumped whether I'm live or on Twitch <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk to you I'm gonna talk to you yeah is there any records, um, I mean, even the records that you produce where you uh, sampled your own scratches or? Nah, nothing I've sampled me. Nah, not like that. And I sampled my own scratch. My, like I said, my scratches aren't, nah, I got a lot of work to do. So I, I call Rhett or O or BHB <laughs> or somebody, man. Not I mean, the BHB, man. B, man. But I ain't, nah, I call somebody when I need cuts like that. So recently, I, see, I seen you tweet. Or uh, it might be in the gram or, the tw or Twitter, okay. but uh, right. you said that you rocked on a controller. Oh yeah, man! So, so talk about that experience because there's there, there's a a generation that only rock on twelves, yeah. or you know something of that aspect, yeah. and then the controller era. So yeah, so the controller era is is important when. So I basically I was doing Soul in the Horn for D Prosper and Natasha Diggs. Shout out to them. And down. I was on um, vacation. I was in the Great Smoky Mountains. Mm. I wasn't bringing turntables all the way up there, so I, uh, I brought brought a controller, man, and I rocked on the controller for them. It went well. Uh, I, I don't I don't trip on a controller, man. It, it works. Um, it doesn't have the same feel. I will say that I like my turntables better. If I'm gonna be somewhere and I gotta do something serious for real, for real, I want tables. But yeah. a controller will work in a pinch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I practice on a controller, and my my reasoning was practicing. And I've I've said this many times. Is like, yo, I want to make sure I do love it <laughs> before I go spend. Yeah, spend man, all the table is expensive. Expensive. Because <laughs> the maintenance of keeping up a table, bro. That that's a lot of work. That that shout, shout out running. to Crate. I, I get I go to Crate to get the service. Yeah. So, what is your weapon of choice, though, DJ? Like, as far as what turntables? Yes, yeah. Like I mean, like twelves or is there twelve? No, no. Technique twelve hundreds. Technique twelves. Yeah, twelves. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not on all the new stuff. Uh, I mean, I got four turntables, man. Two sets of two, so I'm good. I keep those. I keep them oiled up. Take them to crate. Get them right, <laughs> and I'm good, man. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I, I'm never using nothing else if I don't have to. Where do you feel like, um, you know, with, with the streaming era and, you know, um, being visible like that now, do you feel like you becoming like a tech nerd? Like, I bet because again, <laughs> I'm not. I need to, but I'm not. <laughs> I, I got enough tech nerds around me, man. I call them and have them help me with it, man. But I, I'm not. I should be, though. You're right. Yeah, I, I just feel like, uh, you know. Cause uh, Rich got the green screen. Yeah, Rich is killing it. Rich, know what he's doing, man. Rich is killing it. Yeah. Rich helped me with Twitch. Rich yeah, helped yeah. me get on. Rich always like he's like, Trav, you ready? I'm like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ah. ready yet, man. Um, what? 
who, who like no order, but like who is your five favorite DJs you just love to hear out and about? Like, um, I I don't have an order, but I'm a, I'm gonna say off top is DJ Center. DJ Center is probably my favorite DJ. Just how he spins, the, what he spins. Like I'm just really on what he's on right now. So he's probably one of my favorites. Um, I'm a big fan of watching O Sharp. Yeah, especially like, when he's in the zone. Yeah, like I, I like how he like he he controls the crowd, man. He's yeah. one of my favorite. Um, Rhett Maddock from the from the Beat Junkies. He he, I love his style and like how he'll play something that he he always makes me pull out my Shazam. He's one of them. Um, I mean, there there's so many, man. There's um, DJ Palau in in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Mm. Uh, he he plays the some of the best Brazilian joints that I've ever. So I like to listen to him just to get schooled and learn some new stuff. I mean, I guess for me, man, I just like hearing new stuff, man. I got so many favorites. Uh, Melo D from the Junkies, um, man. There I, I can't even keep up. Like there's so many, and then I've learned so many new Twitch DJs, man. It's been crazy. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, been crazy. So I just been learning. Word. Um, side note, real quick. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about this, and um, I see uh, on Twitter they did like a J Rawls appreciation. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which was super fire. Michael Chai. Shout out to Michael Chai. Yeah, and, they, and they, love. And they went down. They went down a list of your production and all this. I didn't even realize I had that much, man. I was just like, I'm old, B. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that stuck out to me, you know, I want to keep it Columbus was. Uh, yeah. Drum Society, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't y'all ever? Uh, like, I have no idea, man. Rashad, Fat John, <laughs> and Greg Bang, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why we didn't keep it up, but man, we we know we had a couple of joints. We was working on the album, but it just never. I mean, I got the album on tape. Word. <laughs> yeah, it just never, it just never came to fruition. I always thought about that because you know, um, Due Process is one of the you know classic underground hip hop records, yeah. and I know Shaw did the bass line mm-hmm. on there. So mm-hmm. I always, I always think like, man, why didn't? Cause I remember hearing the name back in the day. Like, uh, even with me being on uh, Bringing It Home, Value One, uh-huh. man. <laughs> which, <All> right. <laughs> which, is, which is like a, a moment for me, man. Hey, man, and, did your thing. And I, did, I, I think in 2001, I didn't really understand it at the time. Of course, of course. Like, you just, just living in the moment. Of course. Now that I reflect, I'm like, yo, I was I was on vinyl. <laughs> like, like you can I can show people like, yeah, yeah, that's my group right there. Yeah, yeah, that that's and that was the point of doing that, man. We wanted to give a chance to to people from from our area, man, because the chances they don't come a lot. You know what I'm saying? Cats don't really get a chance to shine. Word. Sad as it is. Word, man. But look. I want to thank you. I want to thank My you. Man. I know your Chai time is nah, man, this, this, this was good. I told you. I got you, man. This was good. And and I appreciate you even reaching out, man. Oh, man. I appreciate you for, uh, you know, giving me this time, man. And I, daydreaming, like, I heard it today. And I was like, yo, this is fire. And, you know, just going over... Um, you know your your catalog from the essence of Jay Rawls in two thousand one to 
you know, you putting out a single in 2021, man. You still here, man. Stopping, man. I, I figure, why not? You know, Polar, hey, Polar, hey, still rocking, still rocking, man. I just, you know, and now, and, and I'm gonna be honest, man. Polar is is basically just a, a platform used just for my music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not it, at this point. Anybody can put a record out. You don't need a label. Nah, you don't. You know what I'm saying? So nobody needs to like, yo, J-Roll, can you put me out? No, you don't need me to. You put yourself out and do your thing and just push it, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, bro, I want to thank you. Needle to the Groove wants to thank you, man. The The universe want to thank you, man. Thank you, man. (laughs) You know, uh, this is what we do over here, man. DJs over uh, rappers. Um, I'll have to bring you back because I do want to do a deep dive into your production. So uh, that probably will be season two. There it is. uh, Where I sit down and talk to the producers because I know know all you uh, J-Raw friends want to talk about the beats. We can do that. That's going to be another episode, man. We can definitely do that, man. But I just want to talk to you about spinning, man. I know how much uh, it means to you. I know how much it means to me and the culture, man. So, my brother. J. Ross. It's all love. Look to the groove. We out of here. Peace. Peace.